0: Hey everybody, we're gonna pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola the second. The Friday Habit
1: is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how
0: to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday.
1: As you know, like my family is pretty conservative Christian uh, family, you know, um, homeschooled and that kind of stuff. Well, my mom had, uh, gone to this church event where they did, um, Jewish folk dancing. So there's in the Christian church in certain churches, they, uh, celebrate Jewish culture because Christianity kind of came out of Judaism, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of influence there, a lot of things like that. So, um, there's certain parts of Christian churches that will kind of celebrate Jewish holidays as well because of that. And so she had kind of discovered some things, you know, uh, as far as different Jewish holidays and stuff. And there was this Jewish dance that she had gone to and she loved it. She did it with my sister, Krissa. Anyhow, so this is how the internet changed my life. Once again, my internet has, has big effects on my life. Um, my mom asked me, this is when we were living in Virginia. Now I was probably, 14 at the time. she's like, Hey, um, I'm looking for, uh, you know, Jewish folk dancing nearby. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll search this. You know, <laughs> it's like Alta Vista probably is what I was using or something. It was before Netscape
0: Google Navigator.
1: I probably was, I don't remember, but so I just started searching around, you know, search at the time was not great. And I, I don't even remember. I, I think I searched for Jewish folk dancing or Messianic Jewish dance team or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I thought that was normal. I was, you know, <laughs> I was homeschooled. I was in boy Scouts. I thought all those things were cool. Yeah. And so, you know, this is, here's just another thing. So I, I uh, found a dance team about an hour away in Roanoke. Um, Just found this one line on this website of a listing and a phone number. So my mom called it. She ended up going. My sister and her ended up joining this dance team, and it's about an hour drive each way to this city. So they would drive an hour there, hour back, Ah, like once or twice a week. Yeah. So like usually twice a week they would go to this. And of course I'm I'm a guy. I'm not like oh I want to join. I mean most guys are not like I want to join a dance team. I want to join a Jewish dance team. So let's, (laughs) let's 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 talk about the hierarchy here, right? So I'm homeschooled. I'm in Boy Scouts. I would get made fun of the kids that are in Boy Scouts to get made fun of by other people if I was in a dance team. So I'm like, I'm the least cool kid in the Boy Scouts if I join a dance team. Right. right. So, so I feel like up, if
0: Boy Scouts are making fun <laughs> of you and other homeschoolers, <laughs> you've got a problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so my, my sister and mom joined and, um, I ended up going to, uh, one of the, uh, Practices for some reason. I think there was an art conference in Roanoke, so I went with my mom and sister. Ended up, and when I went into the this church where they were practicing, I literally remember seeing Hannah, my wife now, seeing her, and like I instantly like I felt like there was something different about her. I, was, mm. I saw her, and I was like, "There's something like special about that girl." Like she was 13, I was 14, and I just like I was just fascinated by <laughs> she her. She was a reason. girl. She was a girl. <laughs> She's hot.
0: You were 14. Yeah, it was like, exactly. There's something special about her.
1: Mark, I'm trying to make this romantic, okay? Oh, yeah. Hannah, if you're listening, you are this is hot, special. but it wasn't just that. <laughs> um. No, I
0: agree with you because this, you know, it's so funny because I feel like every time I would ask somebody like, how did you know? And they mm-hmm. would like, they'd be like, you just know. I'm like, that's bull crap. Like I mm-hmm. need some sort of scientific algorithm that I can like decode in order to be like, yep, this is the person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but it's so true because as soon as I saw my wife, Rebecca, it was like the same thing, like a dove ascended from heaven (laughs) onto her shoulder. And it was like, she's the one, (laughs) you know? That's awesome. So anyways, you go to the dance troupe, not to, you know, not looking for anything.
1: Yeah. I didn't want to, I was not interested, but I saw her and I was like, I kind of knew, I was like, man, like I'm going to have to come. I'm going to have to join the dance (laughs)
0: team. (laughs) Because I was like, you leave all depressed because you're like, I'm going to have to join this dance team now. <laughs> I have to get to know this girl. The only
1: way is to be like, yes, I would love to do Jewish folk dancing and travel from church to church dancing uh, in silk costumes. Silk um, costumes? Flowing, yeah. Flowing yes. silk,
0: blue so, and white?
1: <laughs> no joke. For seven years, I joined a Jewish folk dancing traveling dance team, and I was horrible at dance. But since I was a guy and no other guys would do it, uh, the pick of the litter join. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like
1: the male cheerleader.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like, basically. It's like, so,
1: hey. so I, yeah, I literally, I traveled to, I don't know, four or five different countries, uh, <laughs> for years dancing. And I got to know Hannah really well, uh, became really good friends. Um, you know, it became best friends. And eventually I told her I loved her and and she ran away from me uh, that's a story <laughs> from another for another day but eventually she came around and uh yeah we' we're, we're married now um, but uh yeah that's <laughs> that's a little fun that's probably another very formative thing of my you know teenage years was being part of a, a traveling dance team because I learned how to publicly embarrass myself and not be scared anymore
0: yeah I it's mean just at going that point, out there. That I like how I mean, you not, say like a dance team. It's like, this isn't MC Hammer or like, you know, <laughs> something li- <laughs> like really cool. This dance team is like a Jewish well, traditional it's, dance. It's so interesting because I'm not Jewish at
1: all, right? <laughs> so it's like, at this point, I'm like, anyways. There's Are so you many- wearing
0: like funny hats and, and like, <sighs> cro- you know, I I just... I, so I, I really want to see some like VHS tapes or Now looking back like, with, with like,
1: you know, different terminology, I'm like, was that cultural appropriation? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I mean, basically it, it was like the Christian ripoff version of Jewish dancing. It wasn't like super legit Jewish dancing in some ways. And I don't mean to disparage it. There's some good things about it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't regret it at all. But I do think that it's also very odd. And I recognize that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that... um uh Well, also, I will say, so it's some Jewish folk dancing, but then some of it we d- did some like river dancing style stuff. We mm-hmm. did some ballet. We did some jazz. We did some hip hop. So there was more than oh, just that. Okay. But it was the underlying theme was like messianic kind of, yeah. you know. That's what uh, got you in the door. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> that, that was like you saved that best messianic <laughs> dance for the end. Like grand finale, <laughs> we're coming out. Messianic, ain't it? Yeah, that's Right. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so I did that for years, and that taught me a lot too, for sure. But I mean, the main thing I was there for Hannah, like hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was a big part of my uh, big part of my teenage wow. years. Yeah, it's very very interesting and it's kind of random, but. Um,
0: and, and it's interesting too because it's not like it's not like a side hobby thing. I mean, especially since you homeschool, it's like yep. this could really consume your life as far as it was, a, all lot the of, it was a lot of time you're spending traveling yeah. to continents and 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 doing all this yep. um i mean that, that's just fascinating so how long did you do that for uh well so 14 yep did it, it, it this sounds like a, a this is so funny this
1: sounds like one of those like biblical stories you would hear but i basically i had to join the dance team and earn Hannah's love for 7 years <laughs> 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 no, basically it was from 14 to 21, so we okay. were in the dance team there. Um,
0: I <laughs> Your got schedule must have been so busy. Sorry, guys, I can't hang out. I've got uh, my Jewish dance team. I've got Boy Scouts <laughs> on Wednesdays. I got homeschool Friday school. I, my, on the I'm side, packed. I'm building
1: websites for <laughs> my try. soccer team, and you know, getting <laughs> paid right. to build sites for my church or whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> funny, but but yeah, I, I learned a lot through it, and yeah, so I, I did. Um, I guess yeah. I was twenty one. We Hannah and I quit a a year after we were married. I think it was. Um, why? Why was now? 21. Why'd you
0: Why'd you quit? Was it just like your? There's a long. You You won your bride.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I I did you, you, I did my time. You did and, your time. <laughs> no, I we did keep doing it for a while. Um, you know. I knew it was important to Hannah and I, I didn't dislike it. There are actually some things that I really think are fun about it too. And yeah. it just, at first I would have never chosen to do that if it wasn't for Hannah, but I, I it won me over to some degree. I do think you guys put on some like cool Jewish
0: it. folk music Friday nights and take some sass of whiskey you know, and then do some year old dance moves <laughs> in the kitchen?
1: <laughs> you know, actually uh, literally this, uh, this happened about two weeks ago, Hannah and I, we put on some like nineties Christian music, you know, yeah. uh, stuff we kind. probably heard in youth group and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yes, for some reason, like one came on that reminded us of some of that. And so we literally like turned on one of the songs and we hadn't literally danced it for 14 years. Instantly, we like knew all the moves, like, like no, and we literally danced it in the kitchen for about 30 seconds. we were like, we know everything by heart still, like this will never leave our brains. Oh, Um, that muscle memory. Yeah, it was crazy. Anyways, so you joke, but that actually kind of happened. All um, right.
0: So you're doing the Jewish dance thing. Yep. You, you, <laughs> things you never expected to say. No, yep. never. I'm doing, I'm doing that. Um, and you, you graduate homeschool, high school, mm-hmm. right? You graduate yep. Boy Scouts. You're like, hey, what's next? They're like, sorry, kid. Yeah. Yep. Eagle There's Scouts, no the end of the line. Yep. <laughs> Are you depressed at this point? You're like, what am I going to do with my life?
1: No, I was excited because I, I wanted to get married. I, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, no, I never felt like, what am I going to do really? I just kind of kept designing stuff and I went to, I uh, ended up going to school actually here in town at Liberty University. Went to school there. Um, Hannah went to school there as well. Um, so we got married. We were both in school. I was also doing some work. Uh, I did a lot of freelance on the side and I was working at an agency part time too. Um, but because of, I think this is partially because of being homeschooled, but also just my own personality, I, um, did not do a good job in college. So I went mm-hmm. to college for, for, I was not strategic at all. So I was actually pretty bad at like how to, and I think it's partially because of the flexibility of homeschooling. I wasn't used to like a classroom experience and things like that, or like a lot of structure. So mm-hmm. When I went to college, I got distracted by other people. I didn't do my homework. And and my approach was I will work as hard as possible to make one thing as awesome as possible that I'm interested in and Mm -hmm. forget everything else. You know what I mean? So I'm like all in on this one project. I'm like, this is going to be the coolest thing ever. Meanwhile, like my easy like quiz in English. Like I don't even like go to class or something because I'm like so consumed with this other thing I'm doing. And so I actually like failed English 101 like two times until I found out I could clep out of it. And then I clept out of it and got like a 90 something on my clep test and like, Oh cool. Good to go. Like, Oh, that would have been smart. So I I had no like strategy or like any way of being organized in my approach to school was Mm -hmm. my problem. Um, and so anyway, I was just not very smart about how I spent my time in college in that way. So I went for four years and then I was pretty close to finishing. I had a few credits left, but I just stopped because I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for it. So I'm just going to stop going to school.
0: So, um, I mean, could you go back?
1: Um, I don't know. It's been a while now. I, I know like I checked probably like, five years ago and I still had the chance to finish, but I was like, I don't know at this point, like what's right, what's the point? It's like it doesn't really matter. And the funny thing is with the creative industry, I think your work matters way more than your degree. A hundred percent. So much more. And your personality, all that. And so it wasn't really needed, but I do feel like I do regret that I didn't finish it. I don't think at this point that it makes sense to do it just because I regret that, honestly. But but I and I know, some, like I know, I know it means, it
0: well. I know it means something to some, you know, like yeah. the accomplishment of going to college and completing yep. something. I, I know that means a lot to to yep. some people, but yeah, I'm definitely in in the the realm of like I didn't even go to college. I took a semester of community college and was like, mm-hmm. this is not for me. Peace mm-hmm. out. Like, yeah. And it was more of like me just putting myself into situations, like working really hard and, um, you know, learning as much as I could about something, and then kind of growing my, you know. Growing through the ranks, yep. Um, by doing that, and so for me, it's it's kind of like I, I'm going to tell my kids, hey, unless you want to be a doctor or a mm-hmm. lawyer or something that like really requires you to get an education, like yep. Go be an apprentice somewhere, you know, yeah. like learn a skill. Um, you know, you, you think about stuff that is recession proof, even like some trade skills. You know, I mean, you yeah. can make a great living being a plumber. Uh, you know, the the plumber in my neighborhood, man. He's got the fifth wheel and the diesel truck, his house is always pimped out. I'm like, and then he comes to my house and fixes a little pipe for like 350 bucks an hour. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, you know, I I yeah. I so I think that there's I think there's a lot of opportunity for people out there who just w- want to like work in- and in America is one of the greatest places where if you ever want to do your own thing, you could start your own business and yeah. if you're good at what you do, you, you will be successful. I mean, that's, I think there's no question about it. So For sure. But it's funny that you got so close to the finish line. I know. There, and then you I just know. were like, mm, I don't want to pay the $1,500. bucks. <laughs> i am out. <laughs> I know. It, it's so, it's weirdly bit But here's the struggle I had in school. This is what my
1: mindset was. First of all, I wasn't good at balancing stuff. If I were to go back, I would be very strategic about, like, what is the right amount of effort to put into each thing and be reasonable mm. about it? Not mm-hmm. let me go out on things I'm interested in and just, like, you know, forget the stuff I'm not. And I also had some issues, I think, emotionally where I felt so guilty when I didn't do something that I didn't want to face my professor and disappoint them that I hadn't done my assignment. Like I thought they cared that much. And that, you know, like, so out of guilt, like I wouldn't go back and face my professors, which would make it worse. And then I felt even worse. And like, you know, it was like a cycle. And I actually had to learn that with my freelance work too, even with my clients. I I used to be really bad at, at that, where I would, be like oh yeah i'll get this to you by whatever date and then like oh that date would pass and i wouldn't reach out and tell them that i was behind on it you know and then it's like oh um now it's really awkward because they're like hey where are you like where's my where's my project you know so like mm-hmm. when i was early on in my freelance work <clears throat> that was an issue that i definitely had to work on so
0: and, and and so while you were going to college you were you were freelancing and working for an agency or, or doing work at the school and, and stuff yeah. like that so i uh, and here's the other mindset I had was I was, yeah, I was working for an agency
1: and doing freelance and going to school and I would go to a class and I had been doing design work for so long already, like mm-hmm. being homeschooled and doing this stuff on the side that I didn't feel like I was learning a lot in my design classes. <laughs> you or like knew more than teacher. I was like, I was helping the other kids in the class. Like, <laughs> yeah, here's actually a faster way to do what he's talking about. Like, right? I mean, I, so I didn't, Sounds arrogant saying that, but it's just like the reality of the way it was. Like, and it was just
0: like I was a prodigy when it came but, to creative <laughs> techniques, so I, I could have taught that class with uh one eye closed, yeah, But I was so bad at schools, it's funny because I'm like, on the stuff that it
1: mattered, I thought that I thought mattered, I was like, oh, this is great, and but the stuff that I didn't know how to do, like, it did teach me a lot in the ways mm. I didn't expect, you know what I mean? It taught yeah. me. How important deadlines are. It taught me, it made me some great connections with other people. I learned so much, but not in the way that I was supposed to learn. <laughs> I learned <laughs> the wrong things, but it right. was helpful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but I, I basically was like, okay, I'm doing this work on the side. I basically could pay the school a ton of money to do work for them, or I could get paid to do the same exact work mm-hmm. as freelance or agency work. I know that's not really how it works, but that's where my mind was. And I was like, okay, well, I would rather just keep working as agency more and doing less schoolwork and get paid to do it instead of paying to do it. So that's what I did. It's <laughs> like very pragmatic. Like, OK, well, I'm doing the same work. I'm I'm learning probably more doing this for actual clients than I am, uh, you know, sitting in a class class. So yeah. I guess I'll just keep doing this.
0: What were your parents like during that time? I mean, were they did they encourage you to like, Ben, you should just just finish? Or were they like, yeah, man, do whatever you want to do?
1: I definitely think they wanted me to finish, especially my, especially my dad. He didn't push me super hard, but he w- I could tell he was disappointed when I didn't focus or didn't do well in my mm-hmm. grades and stuff like that. So yeah, I think if I could go back, I would definitely do that differently. Um, but they were, you know, they were definitely kind about. It, never held it over my head or anything like that. Um, yeah. But but I I did always feel like I kind of let let them down a little bit because they also did pay for a decent amount of my school, and I did do you know like. At the beginning, before I <laughs> messed up my grades so bad, I was in the honors and stuff. So I got a lot of scholarships, which was great. Oh, yeah. Um, so I do feel like, you know, I didn't really
0: finish the way they wanted me to. Um, Did your sister go to college and get a degree? Yes, she did uh, nursing. Yep. She made the pa- family proud then. Exactly. You
1: know? I'm just doing my best here. No, but <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I, like, I know my parents now are proud of where I'm at and stuff. It's just like I didn't get there the way. Traditional way. Yeah, yeah. the traditional way. It's a different way, you know. But anyway, that's the story of my life. But um, yeah, so yeah, there's college and, and all that. So <clears throat> then it came came into like from college into, you know, just working life and uh, I I like to tell people in knapsack a lot of stuff I know how to do is because I learned so many different ways not to do things from working Mm. at other companies. I did Mm -hmm. learn some really good things from other companies too. So not to say it was all bad, but all the the reasons that I think knapsack works well are because I was, I had the chance to see other people's mistakes in other companies and it really helped me like realize what I didn't want to do in my company.
0: Right. Yeah. So so really, it's about taking those life lessons and not throwing the the baby out with the bathwater, but but saying, all right, I may not have done this the most traditional way, but what things that I learn along the way can I then apply to what I'm doing? And I and I think this is for both of us. Is is yeah? For me in Brand Viva, it's like I've worked for terrible bosses and i've you know always wondered like why is the business doing it this way or whatever and yep. so i try to be really cognizant about that within my own business to you know it's like I, I want my employees to be happy i want them to enjoy their work and enjoy the job that they're doing you know and and so it's like how how can i do that you know yeah for um sure. And again, when you become the boss, it obviously becomes a lot more complicated. And then it's kind of like when you were a kid, your parents did certain things and Mm -hmm. you see so two-dimensional when you're a child and you're like, why are they doing this? Like, you know, you get so frustrated and then you grow up and you maybe have kids of your own and then you start kind of seeing that three-dimensional view that your parents saw. And then you're like, oh, okay, I think that makes sense why they did X, Y, and Z. I think it's kind of the same thing as when you're an employee, you're like, oh, my boss sucks. Like, why do they do this? Or the company doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And then you become a boss and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I got to worry about payroll taxes and like, you know, all these other types of things that go on and it's like, all right. So I kind of understand why my other boss did this this way because we have to look out for X, Y, and Z and, and whatnot. So, Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. All right. So college, uh, you learned a lot but didn't finish. Yep. And uh, then, I mean, what's the jumping off point? I mean, you're working jobs. You're freelancing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing a bunch of work for other people. Making other yeah. people's pockets fat, and then what happened? Well,
1: yeah, I'll, let me let me talk about that a little bit because I think that was kind of an interesting um, learning experience working for other small agencies. So, I worked for um, one agency. Um, uh, the lessons I learned at one, the first agency I worked at w- w- was, uh, you know, we had such high overhead. It was, it was kind of crazy. We had really nice offices and stuff like that, but I could always tell my boss was really stressed about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had really highly paid developers, but we didn't really have a great plan to bring in business that I could see, you know, like consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and that honestly, you know, I worked there. It was a great job. I loved that job. Beautiful offices, great uh, work environment, very kind people. But, um, I remember, you know, I worked there for about a year and a half and then it came like Christmas time, right after Christmas, my boss came to us and was like, didn't, you know, didn't want to tell you guys, you know, ruin your Christmas, but I'm going to have to let everybody go. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't remember, I think we had a couple weeks or something like that. Wow. And, um, you know, some other things were going on with him too. And, you know. I knew that he was working more than 40 hours a week and I think there were some other things involved too. But I, in, anyway, in the end, he ended up getting a divorce and I, at the time, I think there was more going on than just this, but at the time I attributed that to being so focused on the business, you know, yeah. and I think there was other things, but, um, I took away the lesson of like, okay, first of all, like overhead is really stressful. Like try to keep your overhead as low as possible. Cause I saw the firsthand those experiences of how that was and, Secondly, don't, you know, be a workaholic because you're, you know, your wife might want to leave you or, you know, whatever it might yeah. be. Um, So that was kind of a takeaway from that. I did work at another agency. Um, I won't even talk about one of those. There's one that's just like kind of, I only worked at a little bit. It was, it was just kind of sketchy and it made me basically <laughs> think I don't want to be sketchy. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and so there's um, a, a, this other one I worked at where, I was paid as a contractor and my boss would actually take in money that was for work other people had done, other freelancers working for him, and then pay me with it because I was his best designer. And then I found out later that other people weren't even getting paid on the team. I was the only one getting paid and he was taking Mm. the money from everybody's work and paying me because he wanted me to stick around. And he, (laughs) basically everybody I've worked for, their marriage has fallen apart. And um, so his marriage fell apart. He actually ended up Leaving and um, he, his um, young son and wife, he left for one of our clients that he fell in love with.
0: Oh, damn! And,
1: and literally left with a family minivan, and his wife had no vehicle, and he moved in to like live with this other person. So, in town? Uh, he, he left town, and then after a few months, the house that they bought together burned down, and then they broke up. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. I know. This, it was a, kind of a, like a kind great of disaster. Movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, so basically that was... You learned a, a lot of what not I, to do. I, I, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> it was so much of what not to do. But and then I, I then I um, ended up working, doing some freelance on my own. Over In between each one of these things, I kind of started little companies where it was like, oh, I kind of was halfway official. Like I did register a business license and I had a name, but... You know, like I started so many funny names. Uh, back when I was a teenager, I had one called uh, Blade Max Design. It was like my first like idea nice. <laughs> yeah, as a kid. I was like, Blade Max. Um, <laughs> I'm sure then, you spent
0: hours on a cool logo. Oh, it was
1: so awesome. <laughs> there was so much drop shadow and it was awesome.
0: Metallic letters. <laughs> it, it, yeah, literally. It was
1: great with a giant X. Um, and then, you know, like... I I'd filmed some wedding films and I had another one thing called Echo Studios that I was doing. And so I had always like done these little iterations of tiny businesses. And each time I created one, it would be a little bit more official. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I usually think of Knapsack as my first company, but really I did do little like versions and little freelance companies over time that I was practicing with in between my jobs and stuff. Um I ended up working at Liberty University and being a lead designer on their web team for Quite a while, like about five years. That's when I first hadn't had, had uh, my first kid because I wanted something solid, something with health insurance, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when Jack was born, I got that job. But uh, over time, I was still doing freelance on the side, and it started kept growing and growing to where I was doing freelance work, working at Liberty, uh, and I kind of my income was equal from each, the same. I was getting paid you know, a good amount from Liberty and then the same amount in 20 hours a week <laughs> Yeah, uh, as freelance. So I'm working 60 hours, but I'm making the same in 40 and 20. And so I was like, I needed to make a choice at that point. Cause then my daughter was born I was like, okay, I really want to be working less. I know 60 hours a week, isn't that much to what most people do. But to me, my I wanted my standard as I was raising kids to be at 40 hours a week. I didn't want to do more. Once again, looking at all these mistakes I'd seen and kind of experienced firsthand, I was like, need to start a business that has low overhead. It needs to be very organized. I need to make sure uh, everything is done, you know, above board. I need to make sure I'm not working more than 40 hours a week. So I kind of was like, you know, at at Liberty, I I think there's a lot of great people I worked with and stuff, but when you're in a big corporation, you don't usually get to choose the tools that you work with. You don't get to choose the team you work with. And I really Mm -hmm. wanted to do the best work that I could and yeah. so I wanted to create my own team. I wanted to pick all the tools that I use. I wanted to create my own processes because I just knew how much was inefficient about the way we did things. And so that's something I think I learned from Liberty was how to lead a team and also how to how not to make things <laughs> inefficient, or like basically how things can become so inefficient right. in a big company and how to try to, as you're building a company, try to avoid becoming bogged down with too much of that inefficiency. Um, so anyways, at that point, kind of had to make that choice of, all right, between, you know, my 40 hours a week of a solid job or 20 hours of like, I hope I get this work, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I kind of did a test for myself. You know, I, for, first of all, for a year, I, st- I started my company brand, launched my website. And for a year I did side work as the com- company knapsack and started that in 2012. And then in 2013, I, um, basically did a test of like, all right, I want to do this full time. I want to do this, you know, as my official, you know, company and go all in. And so I decided I would test for three months. And so I created myself a routine of what tasks I would do every day and like every week for Mm -hmm. three months. And like, if this generates X revenue consistently for three months, then I will leave my full-time job and go into this. And so I set that test for myself. And I like, I knew that basically, Hey, if I can make what we need to live on in 20 hours a week, instead of you know, 40 hours a week at my other job. I knew my income would drop a little bit at first when I started if I Mm -hmm. only did the 20 hours a week. But I was like, but, you know, if I can do twice as much work, I could make even more than I am with both right now, you know? So I basically did a test for three months. And then when I succeeded, like Hannah and I talked about, like, all right, we're doing it. We're going all in. And kudos to her for being on board with that because I think, you know, a lot of spouses would feel kind of worried about if there's sole income is coming from one person, you're leaving a job where you've got health insurance, you've got, you know, everything built in that yeah. you need to, and you're going out on your own, you know, and you have two young kids, but Hannah hundred percent believed in me the whole time and not in an unwise way, but in a very supportive and, uh, reassuring way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh sure. Whatever you think. Like she didn't care, but it was like, she trusted me and she also, um, uh, just was helpful along the whole way. Like helping me Make decisions. I mean, she even helped come up with the name for my company. I was gonna yeah. name it like backpack or something. And <laughs> Naptex like, way cooler. no
0: nah, that's stupid, Ben. Yeah. that sounds exactly
1: like her. She, I know you wish dumb, you she would you 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 had a
0: backpack cause you never went to real school, <laughs> but you should not name <laughs> you love your company so that. much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, were your parents pretty supportive of you, you know, with like starting a business and being an entrepreneur and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: for sure. They were. Yeah. They've always been supportive of that for sure.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. cool. I mean that just gives you more confidence, you know, with when people that you love and respect, mm-hmm. you know, around you, they, you know, encourage you or you know push you. I think that's that's really. Good. And it, it's very interesting. I was just thinking about how like, you know, so Napstack's, like you officially jumped off and launched 2013, 2013, 2013, yeah. 2013, yep. Because, you know, Squarespace is what brought us together, yep, all those years ago and I met you in I believe 20 15, um, is when you and I met. And so, uh, it's funny to think all the way back then, I just remember how, and so you'd only been around for two years. Yep. If that, you know, year and a half or so, whatever it was, but I just remember our, my first encounter with you in knapsack, um, now six, you know, six and a half years ago, whatever it was, Uh, You were just so like polished as far as even the systems and processes that you had in place back then. And so, yeah, it just goes to show that like you kind of took all these lessons that you learned before you started your business and kind of were ready to go out of the gate to just be successful, which I I think is, is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it might seem that way. And I think that's true. I definitely did learn a lot of stuff from that. But man, I just... I honestly think the success of my business is me working around all my faults. Like I feel like I have so many faults and downsides to my personality Mm -hmm. that I, but I feel like I was eventually able to figure out what those were and build things around those problems I have in order to make me more Mm -hmm. successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically like, for example, like joy on our team, she is a very consistent person and she is very methodical i am kind of the opposite of that i'm like i want to go all in and work so hard on one project for as long as i can and drop everything else but she's the one that like keeps the thing okay every day we'll do the same thing over and over and i'm like yeah but what about this let's do this thing let's do this thing you know and so finding somebody that balances out your personality can be super helpful um i think my whole problem of turning in homework, I literally created a system in my business where we would always schedule a meeting with our client, you know, ahead of time, like, okay, cool, this will be due this day and I will show it to you on video chat on this day. And so in a way, a weird way, like my whole entire process of doing websites live or video chat is like Mm. partially accountability originally when I was first doing it, because I knew I would do it when I'm live with the person and I would be all in and they would be all in. And I don't have to worry that I'm not going to get it to them because I'm doing it with them live. So it's like a weird weakness that I have that created a unique kind of cool thing because I just figured out how to get around my weaknesses um, because yeah, I just feel like I have so many of those, but I feel like I've gotten to the point where I was okay with realizing that and like admitting it to myself that I wasn't that great, a lot of things. And so to me, I feel like awesome. I'm fairly like, I can be kind of a lazy person sometimes in my opinion. And so what I try to do is create these routines for myself that I know, like if I follow this routine, I will be successful and so I have to do the work up front to create routines and create mm. systems. And so my business it is very polished and very systematic and creates great results for people, and people love it. But it's because of me overcoming... Because I have this vision of it has to be great, but I can't do it with my own self-discipline. I have to create systems to make it work. And so the, yeah. the cool thing is that because of that, it's helped my employees and team also have that framework in place for them to keep them on track and they don't have to it's not all brute force and all grit to make something successful. We have a framework and everything to make it work. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, that's, that's the number one thing that's helped me the most is just finding my own weaknesses and the other downfalls I've seen and and try to just figure out a way around them, you know, just get creative and start troubleshooting and figuring out a way around your own personality flaws and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. I, I I love that. I think that's, um, fantastic. And I think, you know, we, you have so much success in your life um, because of that. And so, man, this has been a fantastic uh, conversation. I hope if you're listening that uh, you enjoyed it and you learned something. Um, my three takeaways from this Oh, you got takeaways? Uh, Yeah, you know. (laughs) What a twist. I know, man. I got the takeaways today. I'm not that great at taking notes because I never, uh, you know, went to uh, college. But um, (laughs) my first takeaway is uh, create space for creativity. Um, That sometimes being bored actually can benefit you and push you into uh, developing yourself and uh, being creative. Uh, my second one is um, set appropriate expectations or look at a situation and figure out how you can best design it um, in order to take full advantage of it. And then my third one is build things around your faults. Um, I think this is is really good and, and has also benefited me is finding out like, seeing where things bottleneck and things where the ball gets dropped. And then, okay, how do we create a system or a process around that? And and most likely, in my case, is removing me from a system or a process, right? It's like, okay, I'm really good at this one thing. Now I'm going to do that, and then I need to pass this hot potato off to somebody else so that they can really execute it at a high level. I love it. And Ben, our action item, if you could tell our listeners... One thing, or or share a thought or idea uh, as far as success and life and all those other kind of things. What would you What would you share? I would just say be intentional.
1: You know, think about where you really want to be in the future, and when you make your decisions, try to try to spend a little bit of time each day thinking about where you want to be, and start writing down your thoughts. Um, if I could recommend one book that I really has changed my life recently, I would recommend. Uh, going out and reading uh, The Road Less Stupid.
0: It's really helped me be less stupid. Yeah, (laughs) It's fantastic. I love that. All right. Hey, guys, go to thefridayhabit.com to find show notes for this episode. Uh, There you can also find uh, links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, uh, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one day each week to work on your business instead of in your business. And
1: if you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcast app. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, don't forget to record us a quick voice memo and email to hello
0: at the Friday Hubba.com. That's right. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday.